And welcome to Friday. Friday, Louia to you. It's Mike on the Piero Pelka podcast. Big Friday today. We have a four hour radio show this afternoon from 3 to 7 p.m. East Coast. I'm sitting in for my friend Rich Zioli on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You can find it on the Odyssey app, A U D A C Y, Odyssey, and it's free and you can listen and you can even show up late. And start at the beginning, but my, oh my, what a day. It's a four-hour show. We might need a fifth hour. There, So much happened yesterday, and there's more going on today that it just might require a fifth hour. So you have to join me today. And then, of course, Saturday night, 7 to 10 on WPHT as well. You can go to puropelka.com and you'll see what's going on. You will see what is going on. Uh, the big news yesterday I thought was going to be the Supreme Court hearing and the testimony of the uh, Colorado Attorney General and then the Colorado lawyers that were trying to get Donald Trump thrown off the ballot and then Trump's lawyers and everything seemed to be going Trump's way. And I thought, OK, this will be fun. We'll play some Supreme Court clips. We'll talk about that. It's probably going to be 9-0 or 8-1 in Trump's favor. That's a good thing. And then Donald Trump was going to have an easy day in Nevada with the caucus. And that happened. And then late in the afternoon, suddenly the special counsel's office that had been investigating Joe Biden and his collection of classified documents at his home in Delaware, at his garage, at his office at Penn, at his offices in D.C., that report came out. And oh my God, it was earth shaking. There's so much embarrassing stuff in there, not just the fact that Joe Biden willfully mishandled classified documents and shared classified information with his biographer, which that's in the report. But then the news that, oh no, we won't be prosecuting Joe because his brain is bad. He's got a broken brain. Yeah, it's really sad. When you think about it, but it's also dangerous because the rest of the world sees this. The rest of the world is looking on. The rest of the world is laughing at America and our president. And so late last night, not late last night, but or it's like 7, 730, they sent Joe out for a press conference to defend himself, to stand up in front of God and everybody and say, no. No, I, I'm, I've been cleared now. I've been cleared. This report clears me. And not thinking that the, the press would ever bring up the fact that he's, he's got a, a brain problem. He's got a memory problem. He's got a serious problem. And Peter Ducey jumped in at the first opportunity that was given for reporters to ask questions. Ducey was right there, and he just, it's, it's like being able to hit the buzzer on Jeopardy. You get in and you get your answer. Ducey was absolutely stunning last night, but I have to give props to MJ Lee of uh, of CNN because she also delivered yesterday. She also gave an absolutely uh, brilliant take on it. I'll play a little bit of that for you, but it was a big day yesterday for Peter Ducey to ask Joe Biden the question about his brain and his memory, and Biden got very upset. 
he was very disturbed. He was he was not happy at all. And the rumor today is that uh, Joe Biden's been walking around the White House cursing like a sailor. How the f could I I not remember when my son died? Because that's one of the things that was brought up. It's embarrassing. And earlier in the day, Joe Biden actually screwed up, you know, the simple red states, blue states thing. He screwed that up earlier. When I said we pushed all these programs, I said I'm going to be a president of everybody whether you live in a red state or a green state. Yeah, red state or a green state. Wait, what? And that was before the report came out. And then it just got ugly at the press conference last night. Joe meant to come out and make a statement and leave. But he took questions because he couldn't afford not to take questions. I think the one that is the most damning to him was when he couldn't remember the name of the church that he got the rosary marking the death of his son, Bo. That was he tough. That. Frankly, when I was... Joe, hang on a second. Got a clip. I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him. He forgot. He, he absolutely stopped. He blanked. He, he went blue screen, as people say. Absolutely. And then he was gone. He was walking away, and someone shouted a question about Israel at him. He was almost out the door. And he turned around and he came back. He came back to answer the question about Israel. And that's when it, it really hit home for me, just how badly his brain is not working. As you know, initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. Now, Assisi's the president of Egypt and not Mexico. And Mexico is not, not even close to the Middle East. And the Lopez Obrador is the president of Mexico. And I'm sure he's, he's probably surprised to hear that there's a new president there. That was a stunning moment last night. But Joe Biden came out and tried to say that he'd been exonerated. The whole thing was was absolutely uh, taken care of. He no longer is worried about the special counsel. And all it really did was prove that there are two two sets of justice in this country. There's one set of justice for Republicans and and one for Democrats. And it's very obvious if you have a D after your name, you're good to go. But at least there was some journalism over at CNN. MJ Lee last night was reporting that the CNN team had uh, spotted some inconsistencies, let's say. If this were Donald Trump, they'd be calling them lies. But this is a pretty remarkable breakdown. 
For one, the president said that everything that was discovered in his home were in filing cabinets that were either locked or able to be locked. Well, the report says, yes, there were some documents that were inside of cabinet drawers, but there were other documents, including ones related to Afghanistan, found in an unsealed and badly damaged box inside the garage. Some of these photos obviously show the bad shape that some of these things were in. They said that there were notebooks, too, that were in unlocked drawers in the office and den of the president's Wilmington home. Uh, something else that the president said, he said... Hang on, before we get on to the next thing. Remember the photos of the boxes at Mar-a-Lago, that those were all staged? Yes, the FBI staged those photos to make Trump look like he had just recklessly thrown documents around the place. Joe Biden had them in his garage next to a dog crate next to a bunch of beat-up old boxes, next to his, his Corvette, that he, he's saying, oh, it's a locked garage. Really, was it? Hunter had access to all that stuff. But wait, there's more. There's, this is absolutely brutal. That none of the documents were high classified. Uh, but if you look at the report, it specifically says that some of these documents were marked as top secret, sensitive, compartmented information, which is a high level of classification, and that there were some no uh, notebooks uh, that contained information that were also at this level. Uh, just the last thing I would point out, too, the president said in his remarks yesterday that he didn't share any classified information with his ghostwriter. This is a ghostwriter who helped him uh, work on his memo. Well, the report explicitly says the opposite. It says that the president shared information, some of which were classified with this ghostwriter, and read from some notebooks, uh, including notes that came from meetings in the Situation Room. So uh, clearly the president was trying to defend himself, but there were some comments that were contradictory to the details that were in this long report. Mm -hmm. Three specific cases where Joe Biden gets fact-checked and they call them inconsistencies. It's flat out lies. It's really what it is. It's lies. And then Joe goes stomping around the White House cursing. He got mad at MJ Lee. That, that reporter called him out about his memory. And he basically told her, no, that's, that's what you think. That's not what the press thinks. Well, she is the press, sir. She's part of the press. Amazing stuff last night. Amazing stuff. He did say, he did say that he never shared classified information with his ghostwriter, but it's in the report that he did. The Ducey thing, though, was great. Ducey called him out strongly. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's, uh, that's, that's what your memory has gotten? Now, that's just a, a, a great sign when the press starts supporting this. So not only Ducey, but then you started hearing MJ Lee ask him about his memory, and then he went after her. But when the press finally wakes up and says, hey, we colluded with this guy for three years now. We can't do this anymore. We'll get into it in depth this afternoon. 
when I'm in for Rich Zioli on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's going to be a stone gas, so you got to be there. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of the other clips that I have. I'll, I'll give you a little bit more. The mainstream media trying to lighten it, trying to make it look like this isn't a big thing. Or are they? Last night, uh, Jimmy Fallon on NBC Late. A lot of people are talking about this earlier today. A long-awaited special counsel report found that President Biden mishandled classified documents but will not face any criminal charges. Yeah, the report said Biden won't be charged because the jury would see him as a well-meaning elderly man with a poor... <laughs> I'm serious. A well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. It's pretty embarrassing for Biden, but on the bright side, he'll forget about it five minutes later. So, I mean, just... Yeah, we'll cheer for the fact that our president's an idiot and uh, Fallon went on to continue the mockery. Actually, get this. uh, Yesterday, for the second time this week, Biden got mixed up while talking about world leaders and meant to say that he met with former German Chancellor Angela Merkel, but accidentally said the name of a German chancellor who died years ago. You know, other than the name, gender and being dead, he got most of it right. So, I mean, you got to give him... Yeah, you got to give them some credit, right? No, if it were Donald Trump, they'd be all over. And what the left is doing now is tantamount to journalistic malpractice. They're now going out and citing every time a Republican says something incorrect. Well, it's rare. It doesn't happen every day. As I've said, every day is uh, Gaff Wednesday for Joe. It's Gaff Olympics every single time he opens his mouth. And maybe he's going to now... Apply what he told us a while ago. Remember when he was vice president and he talked about how he could find a way out if he didn't like what Barack Obama was doing? I'll I'll, I'll, I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. Well, that may be maybe happening, sir. Maybe happening. Just remember, if he resigns, we have President Kamala. And isn't that a terrifying reality? Isn't that a nightmare beyond all nightmares? We'll get into all of it this evening. Uh, we'll get into some uh, very interesting takes, plus a uh, breakdown on the economy and where we really stand. The Democrats are telling us Bidenomics is working. Uh, if you're uh, one of the people who actually is out there buying groceries, trying to pay your rent, etc., trying to pay your credit cards, you know that it's not working, unless working means bankrupting you. That's kind of where it goes. And we'll talk about uh, the uh, Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin. It's two hours long. For God's sakes, learn to edit, you guys. Now, it's a lengthy conversation. Some very interesting things said. And uh, I guess Tucker's probably happy that he actually got out of Russia alive. He did bring up the the, uh, Wall Street Journal reporter Gershkovitz, who's been held by Russia now for a year, a year plus. Pretty brave, pretty brave move by Tucker Carlson. That was very interesting. Uh, and, and we'll talk about some of the other lighter stories because there are a bunch of interesting stories as we wrap up this week. And we'll do a little Super Bowl chat. I want to discuss the worst and the best Super Bowl halftime shows of all time because I have a list. And I believe you probably have a list as well. And as we do every week, let's talk to our friend Lauren Fix, the car coach. She gives us the update on everything in the automotive world. And uh, that's always interesting to me. And since it's my show, 
It's all about what's interesting to me. Is that wrong? I, I guess not. I got to have a little bit of an ego. Lauren Fix uh, joining us from my old hometown of Chicago, Illinois, at the Chicago Car Show. Lauren Fix, welcome, my friend. Hello. I didn't know you were from Chicago. Oh, yeah. That's news to me. Well, then you must know my co host, Paul Bryan. He ran the Chicago Auto Show for 20 years. So I have inside information of what's going on. I would be happy to share with you. You'll see it all coming out, pouring out slowly, but I'm happy to share with you some cars that are being revealed to the media, which is unusual, but I'm happy to see. Well, that's good. That's good that the media is getting a little respect these days. Now, question, is the auto show at the McCormick Center? Is that where it is, the big convention center? It used to be like, like two, when you go up the escalator, it was like left on the right side. And then there used to be this Jeep thing that was off, that was at the other end. That's all gone. There's only one show floor. You come to the top of the escalator, it's the left side. That's it. Hmm. Everything else is, it, they even put the media center on the show floor to take up space. So the show is substantially smaller. However, if you live in the Chicago area and you like, you want to go, it is a wonderful place to take your family. So for the consumer, the auto shows are still extremely important. For the media, not as much, which is really sad. The consumer electronic show has pretty much taken the bulk of it. Hmm. But again, it's all good for consumers. Well, it, it has great memories for me. That's where I used to hang with my dad. He and I would make a point of going there every year. So what's happening at the Chicago Auto Show? What do you want to tell us about? Anything we can know? Okay, first off, I know for a fact, because I got to see it, the 2025 Kia Carnival. Now, what is that? If you're thinking about a minivan, you're thinking Honda Odyssey or Sienna or you know anything else, this is what they call a people mover, an MPV. Uh, if you're thinking about a minivan, you have to check out the Kia Carnival. They updated it uh, quite a bit. They offer a hybrid powertrain as an option. So they've got bigger screens and more trim levels. It, it's a really cool vehicle because it has like, if you get, if you get to be lucky enough to sit in the second row, remember we used to fight for who sat where as yeah. kids? Oh, yeah. Well, you don't want to sit in the front row. You want to sit in the second row because it's got like full lounge chairs that recline. <laughs> I can imagine these kids going, give me that and my gaming station and I'm in heaven. And all of that is part of the connectivity. I mean, they've got Wi-Fi. And so as people get excited about this new Kia Carnival, they never thought about this because it's sort of an SUV slash minivan, which they kind of all are. But they're big enough that you can bring your whole family. So if you've got a family of five or six, this is certainly something to consider. If you don't want those second row floor reclining, you can go with a bench seat as well. And I, I think that's the whole thing is it offering more technology, you know, better handling cars, better performance, bigger screens, infotainment. And you can say things like, hey, Kia, and it's got this multiple zone voice recognition, and it will just pick up your voice, and it will, you can say, I need to go to the closest, I don't know, restroom while you're driving, and it'll find it'll find it for you. So it's, that's neat. And Kia's also brought us the K5, and that is one of the few sedans they still have. Um, and the K5 was used to be like the Stinger, that size. Oh, yeah. I mean, they keep changing the name. I don't know. I don't like K5. It's like K9's a dog to me. It's it's all part of the international labeling. But they have some design updates, a new sporty interior. They have a new engine. They also have a turbocharged engine, so you get about 11 more horsepower. And they updated all the technology and more standard safety, which Kia's always had, and the 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And there are a lot of neat things. They've added, like, digital keys, so you don't have to bring your key fob with you. You just take this – it's like a credit card. 
you can put it in your back pocket, you can put it in your wallet, hmm. and not even have the key fob. And it allows me to unlock the door for you. If you say, hey, I need to borrow your car. Oh, I have the key with me. That's a problem. We've all been there. I can just do it through my phone. So it's kind of neat that you can get in the car, start the car, lock the car. And there are just more technologies that are coming across. Ford is showing us the 2025 Ford Explorer. So I'm pretty excited about that because I'm past Explorer owner. But no more hybrid, which I thought was interesting. So it means they weren't selling them. So they're going to be all gasoline-powered engines, which I do appreciate. They're all going to have Ford Co-Pilot Assist, which is like that lane-centering driver assistance. Faster 5G modems. Eight USB connections in the new Explorer because it's a three-row SUV. Wow. And they're going to have a special sport edition called the ST, which I've had in the past. Um, it's going to have some new options, more performance, and they're going to use that three-liter EcoBoost engine. So it's going to have 400 horsepower. So that's a lot in a little in an SUV like that. That is. That's pretty amazing. All right, Lauren, I know we don't have too much time. So I want to get to this story, this shocking story to me. I was not aware of this. The government is looking to put limits on how fast my next new car can go? Yeah, well, that goes along with the kill switches. Remember the bill we're trying to get removed from the infrastructure bill of 2021? Well, this is another layer that they want to add. California, the National Highway Traffic Safety Bureau, have all sort of partnered together to say, you know, we're gonna, this is, again, there's always something they're going to tell you why they're doing it. We're doing that so that people won't die in car accidents. Nobody wants you to die in a car accident. No one wants you to be a drunk driver. No one wants to do stupid things behind the wheel. But we're human. And computers make mistakes as well. There's a driverless Waymo car that hit a cyclist in San Francisco and caused some minor scratches to the car. Unfortunately, the person that got hit is in the hospital. So th this is another reason autonomous cars and all this technology and all these nannies that they want to put in cars, they think it's to protect you, but it's really to control you. And that's exactly what they want to do. They want to put a speed limiter in for no more than 10 miles an hour over the speed limit for all new cars. If that occurs, it'll be a layer on top of the kill switch. Huh. So again, I've brought this to your attention. You only have till March 9th to put your statement in on these kill switches. And if you're not sure where to go, you can go to the federal registry. It, it's re federalregister.gov. And when you hit the top, it's going to ask you to search, put in NHTSA, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, and the code is 0079. It'll pop right up. Last I looked, there was almost a thousand comments from us. Typically, they get like, you know, 20, 30 people that have to vent. But when they get buried with this kind of comments, the comments they're looking for is, are you willing to deal with the fact that the car could stop and pull over to the side of the road? Or in this case, limit your speed. We're not telling you it's okay to speed. We're telling you that they put a control on your car. And if you're ever in a situation, you need to get away from an accident or run away from somebody or anything. Fill in the blank of a million scenarios, much like the kill switches. If they control your speed limit and they control the range you can drive in an electric car and they can shut off the car if they think you're doing something that they deem, a computer deems, is not acceptable, it's going to start controlling all of your life. And once you get them in the cars, they won't go away. And I know they're already starting to happen because the cars we're getting have nannies in them that are so bad. I'm already driving 2025s. And I, I purposely put my, I won't say the brand, I put my hand over the monitor and it put up a notification right away on the center screen. We cannot see the driver's eyes. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. 
That is it. You'll tell me off air, Lauren Fix, because I have to know who's already drinking the corporate Kool-Aid on this Almost one. all of them. Almost. Almost all of them. We'll talk off air. But the rest okay. of you need to follow Lauren. Follow her on Twitter, X, on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course, Car Coach Reports. You need to go to the Car Coach Reports channel on YouTube so you can get car smarts. Lauren, have a great time in Chicago. And if you go out for pizza, which you should, you need okay. to go to Gino's East. But if you see my name written above the wall in the back room, that's not true. That's from my high school era. That was from an angry ex. So it's not true at all. <laughs> just, just let it go. Oh, we're going there tonight for dinner. So I'll, I will make a point. <laughs> have a great I'm time. Looking for that. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. And there she goes. And here I go. I have to go get ready for this Eoli show. I hope you will be there 3 to 7 p.m. on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Till then, testudo, my friends. Testudo.